A reading from Isaiah. Shout out, do not hold back. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Announce to my people their rebellion, to the house of Jacob their sins. Yet day after day they seek me and delight to know my ways, as if they were a nation that practiced righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God. Why do we fast? But you do not see. Why humble ourselves? But you do not notice. Look, you serve your own interest on your fast day and oppress all your workers. Look, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to strike with a wicked fist. Such fasting as you do today will not make your voice heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose a day to humble oneself? Is it to bow down the head like a bulrush and to lie in sackcloth and ashes? Will you call this a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I choose? To loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless, poor, into your house? When you see the naked, to cover them and not to hide yourself from your own kin, then your light shall break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up quickly. Your vindicator shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help and he will say, here I am. If you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of evil, if you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in the darkness and your gloom be like the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters never fail. Your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to live in.
Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. A reading from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians. We entreat you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. As we work together with him, we urge you also not to accept the grace of God in vain, for he says, At an acceptable time, I have listened to you, and on a day of salvation, I have helped you. See, now is the acceptable time. See, now is the day of salvation. We are putting no obstacle in anyone's way, so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God, we have commended ourselves in every way through great endurance, in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless night, hunger. By purity, knowledge, patience, and kindness, holiness of spirit, genuine love, truthful speech, and the power of God. With the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left in honor and dishonor, in ill repute and good repute. We are treated as impostors, and yet we are true, as unknown, and yet we are well known, and as dying, and see, we are alive, as punished, and yet not killed, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet making rich, as having nothing and yet possessing everything. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. So, as is often the question at the beginning of Lent, which fast will you choose? Many of us talk this time of year about giving something up like chocolate, or caffeine, or wine, or some pleasure that we have. Maybe it's a guilty pleasure, maybe it's a pleasure we enjoy the rest of the year, but to give something up. Some of us want to talk more about practices we will pick up this time of year, whether it's a new practice of prayer or reading scripture. And all of this, of course, is very important to our spiritual practice, but if we listen closely to what Isaiah is telling us tonight, we may not yet have the whole picture. If you've been around the church long enough and you've seen the seasons cycle through, you start to notice patterns, and one of them is that fasting comes in and out of fashion over time. And these days, fasting is back in fashion. Just last night, I was downstairs during our pancake dinner, appropriately enough, talking about intermittent fasting, which is all the rage right now amongst dieters. 
So you do intermittent fasting too? Yeah, sure. Well, when do you do it? Do you do it first thing in the morning? Do you do it overnight? Do you do it in the afternoon? When do you take your fast? Is it working? Are you losing weight? Do you feel better about yourself? Honestly, do you look better to yourself in the mirror, right? And did somebody stop you on the street and say, hey, you look like a million bucks, or you look like you've dropped five years off your life, or if they really know you well, you've lost some weight, haven't you? Isaiah reminds us that that's the kind of thinking that the ancient Israelites were caught up in. And they thought it would be enough. They thought it would be enough to engage in all of the socially acceptable fasts that were offered to them in their tradition and in their religion. And if they got that right, they would be fine with God. In our context, it's as though if we lose five pounds or if we engage in the intermittent fasting rite or if we drop the right guilty pleasure during Lent, we will be all right with God. Wrong. Wrong. That all may be good for the sake of our health. It may be good for the sake of our self-image, but it is not enough, Isaiah says, for us to, as Paul puts it in his letter to the Corinthians, to be reconciled with God. No, Isaiah says, we have to think about fasting differently. We have to think about the ways our fasting this Lent will bring us into closer relationship with our neighbors, will bring us closer to the one who created us, will bring us closer to the one who saves us. Which is the fast that you will choose? I don't know. Maybe I should choose a fast like refraining from turning the air blue every time I get caught in traffic on 101. Maybe I should think about a fast that says I should reach out to someone who I've been close with but I haven't been in contact with for a long time and I've been neglecting that relationship. Maybe I should think about expanding and deepening the closest relationships in my life, whether it's with my wife or with one of my children or with a friend or a neighbor. Or maybe it's with someone I've had a very hard time relating to at all. Maybe that should be the fast that I choose. How about you? Which is the fast you will choose? We are reminded this night of our mortality. Not because we need to feel low about ourselves. There's plenty in the world that can make us feel badly about ourselves. You know that better than I do. But because by getting in touch with our mortality, we do one of the things that I find most exciting about Ash Wednesday, we get back in touch with what is real, what is honest, what is true about who we are as creatures who have a beginning and an end, as creatures who have limits on our perspective and limits in our ability to understand things, 
people, God, most importantly, ourselves, as people who are fallible and perhaps most importantly, vulnerable. Because it is there that we have common experience with all of our human brothers and sisters and with all of creation. It is there where we recognize that it is human to suffer. And it is not just in joy that we see Christ in the other, it is also in that suffering. And in that moment, we recognize something that binds us all together in common. It levels the playing field. It gives us opportunity to renew our relationship with all that God has made and to walk in those paths of compassion that Isaiah says are the true fasts we should be practicing. So I ask you one last time, which is the fast you will choose? Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.